Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, Welsh Forest Focus, as not in Forest play under the Friday night lights against Spurs, looking to get their Premier League season back on track with the pressure on Steve Cooper. Will we see the Forest of last season at the City Ground? Will we see a back-to-basics performance? And will the players back up their words of support for the manager? Joining us all that and a little bit more is, first of all, Reds fan Greg Mitchell. Greg, on location, I called you the ghost of Christmas past without lighting. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? Good. It is so bright in here, isn't it? The sun's shining straight straight through. So, apologies for looking like uh, very pale, but I'm doing good. Yeah, feeling a lot better than this time last week. Yes. Yeah. We'll get onto a bit of optimism. I've got a bit of optimism, and you've kindly taken your podcast equipment away on holiday with you, <laughs> which Mrs. Mitchell was absolutely thrilled about. <laughs> yeah, and the Wi-Fi where we were staying was horrendous. So. Luckily, we're up the road from uh, her sister's restaurant in Tarvin. So uh, they've got good Wi-Fi, great lighting. So I'll have to say thank you to Cornish on in Tarvin for that. There you go. I was going to say, I'll give you a free plug. <laughs> you knew I was going <laughs> to. Also with us today, wearing the most sensational Christmas jumper slash bumblebee appreciation jumper is Mikey Clark. Mikey, how are you? All right, yeah, <clears throat> I'm good, thank you. I'd say, for those that can't see, it's a VVV Benlo um, Christmas jumper. They are terrible, and they're in the second division of Holland, for those that don't know. But I'm great, Matt, how are you? Good, good, not too bad at all. Mikey's got a little bit of a hazy sound behind him, so sorry about that when he speaks, but um, the words of wisdom will make up for the sound, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, bear with us on that. Uh, right, just a few thank yous uh, as ever before we get down to business. Uh, the Trent Navigation are our main sponsors and we are very grateful for that. So uh, do get down there before the game tomorrow uh, and after as we take on Spurs. But also, as we've been saying, they are uh, live showing uh, all the games, England games at the Euros, at the Navigation. You can get your tickets now. Link is in the description and there's a discount on that. So do get down for that and do go down for a pre-match and post-match beer 
after we take on Spurs. Uh, I said to my son as well, I would say get well soon to him because he's off school today. He's been to the doctors. And he's got a very nasty ear infection. So he's had about four hours sleep, which means in turn I've had about four hours sleep. So uh, get well soon, Thomas, age seven. Right, Greg, I'll let you kick us off because Mikey probably thinks we're going to get battered, but we did earlier in the week. How are you feeling about the game? All right. Yeah, I just think we need that big game again, don't we? I said it before, the Villa game, and it turned out all right. And, you know, these play a bit like Villa with such a high press. And, yeah, I think they're probably, on paper, the strongest side we've seen so far at the City Ground. There's not going to be many arguments against that, but that's how we perform, isn't it? And, again, it's the weekly everything's on the line and the pressure's there and the big game, the Friday night's. Few of us would have been out on our uh, Christmas dues during the day, I'm sure. So the atmosphere is going to be good, and they're all up for it. I like what's been coming out of the club this week. I've loved some of the player interviews. I just feel like we've got some some good vibes going round, and it's it's setting up nicely for a a big night, Trent side. Uh, a few good mornings, people who are joining us before we throw it to Mikey. Uh, another Greg, Brian, uh, Philip, Bruce, James, who says morning ladies. That's a, that's a very school ground insult of people of my generation. Uh, but good morning, James, uh, Charlie, Bruce, Audrey, Louise, Stephen, Chris, Paul, uh, and John, as I scroll down as far as we've got the comments. Good to have you all with us. Mikey, uh, I think as, as you watch Spurs against Newcastle, you were messaging me increasingly pessimistically. How are you feeling about the game now? Um, yeah, I mean, Greg was right. They're a fantastic football team going forward offensively. Um, the pattern of plays that they have is kind of just frightening. I've seen them a few times this season now. I'm sure everybody has. Um, they are very, very difficult to contain. However, <laughs> pessimistic side of me, however, um, they can be got at defensively. So I think it will be a great game. Um, I think the key probably for Forrest is just to try and stay in the game for as long as possible. An early goal for Tottenham would be not catastrophic, but it would be very, very hurtful. And we'd have to probably defend for the next hour to try and then push at the end of the game, I think. Um, but no, Tottenham, Tottenham are a really good side. But, it, you know, I, I watched his um, Celtic side uh, quite a few times when he was up there. And um, I know the calibre of that league isn't great. But they played in a very, very similar way. Um, fullbacks going here, there, and everywhere um, are quite a fluid from three or from four. And we're going to have to be on our game on Friday to, to cope with them. However, even with that pessimism, however, um, we've shown in the past, and we've shown certainly since we got promoted, that we do raise our game for the so called bigger teams. You know, referring to. Um, Chelsea last season, Man City at home, Arsenal we beat, Liverpool we beat. So we can do it. But all those games have one um, discerning factor. They were all tight. They were all very, very tight. And I think the only way we're going to get something, or should I say not the only way, the most likely way we're going to get something on Friday is to keep this game as close as possible for as long as possible and hope for one of those key moments with Gibbs White or Alanga or putting the guy off the bench or whoever to try and get us something from the game. So, yes, I'm I'm realistic, not pessimistic. I'm realistic that it's going to be really tough. I think it's probably, other than Man City, the best side we've faced this season. But like Greg said, you know, the crowd are going to be up for it and let's hope for one of those special city ground nights. I've, 
I've not chalked it off just yet. I'm just nervous. I think nervous is the word. Um, if anyone in the comments can let me know, if I fiddle around with Mikey's mic settings. If that sounded better uh, by the end, uh, I think I managed to filter out the, the wind tunnel uh and limby at the moment so yeah hopefully that's a fix a few things is the kind of the atmosphere important greg i know we spoke so much about it last season and how big a weapon it was for us probably only the villa game where we've had it so far um do you feel like it's going to be back on friday and it it's going to be an advantage to us if it can be that kind of fortress again yeah, absolutely. You just look back to the Man City at home game last season. That's the, the biggest of them all, really. And I think the comments are talking about early goals and stuff. That would destroy us. That would destroy the crowd. Like Mike says, keep it tight. Keep the crowd in it. You know, keep it there for the first half. It is frightening. I mean, I got some stick for the Spurs podcasters on the other day saying I was pessimistic. I don't get often uh, called that, but... When you've got Son one side and Jono the other, and Jono proving why he's worth so much and why we probably should have asked for a bit more, um, it is frightening. And it's not just being able to contain them, it's just concentrating for 100 minutes. You know, as soon as our concentration drops, they're going to be absolutely on us. So if we can just keep it tight, you know, keep our like flair players involved as well, because it's going to be a 30% possession job again, isn't it? And then just get them on that break. Then you just never know because with their manager, he's not going to change the way he plays. He says that himself and I believe him. He's played the same way every game this season and a lot of the time it works. But if we can be prepared for any game, this is the one because we know exactly how they set up. We know how one of them their most dangerous player plays. They've got their own big injury list. You know, their starting 11 had looked nothing like it does now at the start of the season. Uh, and they've also got players that react. You know, we get a Yates on there and getting their players booked or even sent off. It happens with Spurs. You know, they've got some some players that really can't control the, the self sometimes. We, we might have to go down that route, but there's definitely a never say never in the air with this. And like I say, especially with what's on the line, if, we, if it was a big loss, so I really think we can get something. It's a genuine thing there. And yeah, you're getting feel... slated in the comments for that for that jumper, Mikey. Commons mustard. <laughs> I do have some optimism in this game. I did a little video in the earlier in the week, just for ten minutes, talking about how I feel like more uh, excited for this game than the, the previous three. So I thought Everton was a terrible matchup for us. Fulham obviously panned out, just a total disaster. But Wolves, we played quite well, I thought, especially second half, less so first half. But I feel like. We've got an opportunity in this game because Spurs will give us an opportunity. I suppose, Mikey, the question is, if we're only probably going to get two big chances in the game, realistically, that's probably about right. Can we take one without Tyro in the side? So, someone's got to step up and, and score a goal. Obviously, Toff did it. A Toffolo did it at the weekend. But you probably want to see a Gibbs-White or an Elanga or a more forward-thinking player contribute as well, don't you? You do, yeah, and I think that's a very fair point, Matt, to be honest with you. I think um, there are lots of ways to score a goal. You know, we don't have to rip them apart. We don't even have to hit on the counter-attack. There are set pieces as well, and we're going to get plenty of them. So as, as, as Greg said, you know, their their disciplinary record isn't great, and they do have a lot of players that fly and they've got short temper. So I expect it to be quite bitty at times, which gives us opportunities from set pieces, leading them very nicely to the fact we've got a set-piece coach. So let's just see what's happened uh, this week, see if we can get anything going there. But, um, yeah, games like this, you you almost know what to – unless you get some 
crazy thing hit the floor and you're not expecting you get them occasionally but let's be honest we kind of all know what to expect right they're going to have the majority of possession they're going to be on the front foot we're going to be defending in a bank of five and then probably a three with Gibbs White sort of meandering around which means it's going to lend itself to 30-35% possession which means we're only going to get maybe two or three chances then you're right Matt this is the time where one of these players needs to step up we can't just be relying on a striker that's injured until you know quarter one next year because if that's going to be our, our excuse we can be in, in big trouble <clears throat> i think mark said it quite rightly i think last week on one of your uh one of your post-match shows matt around um uh do we have a plan to play when tyro isn't in the team well we're going to need one we're going to need one for the next three or four months because he ain't going to be here so whether that's Alanga's going to start against the big teams and then we're probably going to try one of Chris Wood or Origi. That's fine, but we, we do need to figure out how to break teams down or at least create something without the big man up front. It's just the way it is. So they've, they've had all week to work on it in the training ground. They're going to have weeks leading up to Christmas. We have to find a way. I just think Friday's going to be a really interesting game. And I keep going back to the point Greg made. Tottenham will not change the way they play. If anybody watched that Chelsea game when they had, what was it, nine men, eight men? I don't know, it was crazy. They still played like pressing the back way. It was absolutely insane to watch. So they will always play the same. So if they're 1-0 up, they're still going to give us chances. If they're 2-0 up, they're still going to give us chances. If they're 2-0 down, they're still going to play the same way. So we know what to expect. So I am I'm pessimistic because of the quality of opposition that we're facing. However, part of me says quite rightly as Greg said we know we know what to expect we know how to break them down so somebody's just got to step up whether it's Gibbs White Elanga whoever we just need somebody to produce that magic moment or two to keep us in the game or hopefully to nick it um it could be very special I just think it's going to tip one way or the other I can't see a 1-1 one, one, or even a 2-2 two, two, or even a 0-0 I actually think it's going to be a horrible night potentially we're going to lose 3-4-0 or it could be quite magical and we could do something to, to kickstart the season. I just feel like it's on a bit of a tipping point. But I'm looking forward to it because Tottenham are great to watch, aren't they? Let's be honest. Let's just hope they don't particularly turn on a show because it, it might be quite awful. Um, but yeah, Matt, in answer to your question, we need somebody to step up. We, we do. We really do. Yeah, I'm a bit, <clears throat> excuse me, big fan of Poster Cogley, I must admit. I think he's great. And I think the football they play. It is brilliant. Uh, a couple of ones with you, which is great. Uh, do us a favour if you can, hit like and subscribe. And as I always say, give us a good review on uh, iTunes, Spotify. It all certainly helps spread the word and is very much appreciated. I've been reading them all and they are all uh, very good to read, I must say. So thank you very much for that. Um, I think, Greg, to me, our wing-backs are really crucial in this game because Brennan has been playing on the left, but he played on the right last week. So he's probably going to be against Toffolo. They put Son on the left last week, so he's probably going to be against Nico Williams. How important are those two? And also a second question to you. How are you going to react to Brennan? Because Twitter seems alive with debate about whether we should boo him, cheer him, hope he snaps his legs in two. What's your stance on Brennan? Okay, I'll start with that one. I'll uh, give him a great reception. I think he's just what he's managed to do for our club is just... Helped us get promoted, superb. But as soon as he steps over that line, remember that night when, uh, was it Middlesbrough came back? And uh, what's his name, the striker? Asamba Longa. 
yeah, when he came back and he got absolutely destroyed, they ended up subbing him after like 70 minutes. And I think, you know, if it's in good <laughs> it's in good nature, if you're not abusive, you know, this this has to be a fortress. And you give them hell, don't you? You give them a good reception before the game, after the game. But if we can get in their head in any way, you know, get on the backs, we've got to. There's no sentiment during the 90 minutes, that's for sure. Um, on the, the Nico Williams thing, it's interesting saying about Taiwo and people stepping up with, with missing Taiwo. In a weird kind of way, it was Nico who stepped up last weekend against Wolves. That was the best game I've seen him play in a Forest shirt. We saw it towards the end of the last season before his freak injury, how good he was getting. And I feel like he, giving that extra pace down the wing, you know, defensively, yeah, there's probably a better defender in our squad. But for what he could give us that attacking option and helping the others, you know, if people like keep a anchor on side and stuff, keep that pace there, he can be the key for us. And yeah, he's going to have a, a busy, busy night if it is up against Son. Bless him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he's, he could be a difference maker for us, just like he was against Wolves. And especially I noticed when he came onto our side of the pitch where the crowd were, it's like he stepped it up even more. And I think that shows how, how much some of these players do need a crowd and do need that get them up uh, kind of game. And that's what Friday night's going to be. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, he's definitely one that needs to cry. Toffolo's another one, I think. Mm. And um, it's interesting how players react to cry. When Kuyase got subbed off, Mangala was lift, raising his arm, saying, give him a big cheer and stuff like that. I do think it matters to players. It was interesting. Um, yesterday, I spoke with Kelvin Wilson, who was really good. If you haven't watched it, check it out. And I asked him if players down tools. Uh, and he said he doesn't think they do because they're playing for themselves as well. He thinks it's a confidence thing, uh, you know, just draining away from them at Fulham. So that was interesting. So, yeah, I think you're right. Players do need crowds because it's borne out in home results last season how good we were. We were all, The fans are obviously um, a factor in that. Let's um, look at our lineups, which will kind of lead into a few other conversations. The three we picked are all quite similar, so I'll probably rattle through them. And then there's a fourth, um, more progressive one. 
that people have sort of been shouting for because it's similar to the Villa one. So we'll go through that one at the end. I'll put Mikey's up on the screen first. Uh, someone said they couldn't read the previous graphic I've got. So I've dug out another one. Hopefully this is a bit clearer and I'll read it out for people who are listening, uh, not watching, then throw it to Mikey. Uh, Turner in goal, back three, near Catty, Murillo and Bolly. Williams and Toffler wing-backs, and then uh, sort of a box midfield of Yates and Mangala in behind Nico Dominguez and Gibbs-White, and then Ilanga up front. Mikey, uh, I think that's one change from last time, Dominguez for Coyate, but a slightly more progressive midfield. What's your thinking there? Thinking is really, and it's nothing to do with how Coyate performs because, you know, he's very dependable. I, I just think with the type of game that, I'm expecting, I mentioned earlier, we know how Spurs are going to play, right? And you, you need legs and you need to be able to press and you need to be able to break it up. And one thing I did really like about Dominguez's performance is when he, when he first joined, specifically the Brentford game, people can remember that, he was, um, he was almost orchestrating the press at times and he was pushing up and he was driving the team forward and then obviously he got his goal quite well-deservedly as well. And I'm just thinking, do we need something similar? My, I guess my counter viewpoint to that is if we stick with the same team, we are literally going to be on the back foot from minute one because Coyate is not, not necessarily the person now where he's 34, he does what he does, he's a bit of an impact player. Is he going to be the, the guy to, to press in the middle of the park or is he just going to sort of sit there and block, block spaces? And I don't think you need three people doing that because you can have Mangala picking the ball up off the back three and Yatesy does what Yatesy does. And let's be honest, we're probably going to be a back five for the majority of the game. So if you don't have those players that can rat around sort of early in their half or sort of the, the front end of our half, we're going to spend pretty much the entire game on the edge of our penalty area. And that worries me. The team again, the team like Tottenham, um, they will find a way to break you down in 100 minutes. They just will. I think they've scored in every single game this season. So that, you know, we do need to press at some time during the game and we probably do need to score. And I just feel that having Dominguez in there with Gibbs White, not in a free roll, but in that box midfield that we played at Chelsea away. Um, those guys that watched that went to that. And we've done it before. It works quite well against teams that have a lot of possession. And I just feel just a slight tweak because I think Everybody probably deserves to keep the place. And the only reason Kiate is not playing for me is, is simply because of that. Just have Dominguez in there for legs. But I do think Kiate will make an impression um, in the second half, dependent on how the game's going. But for me, I'm looking at that now, Matt, and the graphic that you pick, picked up. That, that, looks, that looks like a team that can keep you in it for 60 minutes. There's not many spaces around there. Your defenders are going to defend. Uh, and like I said, you've got Alanga on the break. And their high line... Is probably suited to Alanga. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to try and argue a back four, but I couldn't even convince myself, so I'm not going to try and convince you guys. But, yeah, that's what I'll go with, Matt. No, it is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. And you would go down, uh, Dominguez over Sangare because you feel we need that more, is it energy and pressing and he's a bit more forward-thinking, I guess? I do. I can only go on what I've seen. Uh, and what I've seen from Dominguez when he was when he was on it before the West Ham game, he was the guy that was leading the press. He was the guy that was at front of the midfield, ratting around, lots of energy. Um, not saying Sangari can't do that, but I've not necessarily seen that from him. So 
Cooper's, I think, going to go with what he knows. And if he wants that type of player, I think Dominguez is perfect for it. I'll, th- I'll uh, do my team next then. I already went through it mostly on Tuesday, but I'll just do it quickly for people who didn't uh, watch that. It's basically the same as Mikey's, uh, except I've got Sangare uh, instead of Dominguez for a bit of extra security. I think we just have to stay in the game and pack the midfield. But uh, it's equally valid to play Sangare, uh, play Dominguez, sorry. I think you have to play one of them. Uh, I don't think you can just, I said this before, I don't think you can freeze them out uh, and have them on the bench for an extended period because in theory they are, are better players. So we have to give them an opportunity to prove it. And I hope they've seen the standard that's required you know, at the Wolves game in terms of, you know, a base level of not giving up confidence or otherwise they, you know you've got to put your lot in so i think uh, i've got to give them one of an, one of them an opportunity i think sangari will suit having a back three behind him help him adapt to the league people might say you shouldn't need to do that for 30 million quid but it you know we are where we are so i think uh, that team works for me it's kind of it's a one nil team isn't it or a nicker two one team but i don't think we can go toe to toe with them like mikey said it's very difficult to justify uh four two three one or something like that for me um but yeah that's the team uh i would go with played pretty well at wolves gonna be very difficult against spurs no matter what 11 we field so um yeah i discussed that at length in the week so that's that's one from me greg's team similar but it's got his usual maverick pick so i'll put um greg's team up and he can talk us through it i think there's some kind of story behind it who's um the, who's, <laughs> the ma- who's the maverick <laughs> uh, We've got Gibbs White in the centre of midfield. Turner in goal, Bolly, Murillo, Niakate. I think I've made a mistake there because I think you've got Felipe in it, but I don't yeah. think it matters massively. It does Sorry. matter. It does. It does matter. I think I've only allowed a certain amount of downloads per month for this graphic without having to pay for it, so I wasn't going to do it again. Uh, Williams and Toffolo, <laughs> wing-backs. A midfield three of um, Mangala, Yates, and you've got Gibbs White in the graphic. You sent me level with them. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, a bit further up. A bit further forward. So maybe it's yeah. more of a box midfield then with Gibbs White mm. and Elanga in behind Chris Wood. Uh, people are going to probably look at the Chris Wood pick there. So how come you're bringing him back? You feel we need a focal point to compete with them or something? Yeah. Can can we get you some even more sponsors so you can afford to get the graphics sorted? <laughs> and that'll be good. You know, like and subscribe <laughs> and all that. Um, right. So I'm rubbish at picking these teams. I get slated every single week. Uh, you like tell me you haven't picked this team. It's like I don't team. know what I'm talking about or something silly like that, which of course I do. Uh, but my mate Ryan from America, Barstool Chief, just sent me a team on Monday. And uh, I looked at it straight away and went, yep, that's the exact team I'd like. I'm having that. So politely asked if I could steal it off him. Also, if I get slated, it's it's on him. So I thought this is the perfect uh, scenario. But I think with Spurs with how high they're going to press. If we've got the big guy up front in wood and we're putting crosses in the ball, they're going to have to get back further. So I loved that. You've got Alanga there for your outlet with the pace, as long as he stays on side. That's the biggest bugbearer with him at the minute, that he's got that natural pace and ability to get behind, uh, past someone, but just keeping him on side. Yates has to play because I think Yates is the guy who can get one of their players sent off. And we've got to be looking at that as an option. We really have. Um, Nico Williams, again, has to play after his performance last week. And Toffolo can get balls in the box. So, yeah, it's really, it is really hard to fit our key players in. I did put Felipe in because 
Felipe's the big game player who's been used for it for years. However, he's probably not going to be able to do 90 minutes. Murillo, between Murillo and Felipe, one of them is definitely going to go off. Bring Carty on towards the end of the game. You know, big throws into the box, get wood on the back of it. Um, so I was just looking at options for goals rather than <laughs> options for clinging on. And I think Wood's probably our best option for that, the way we're going to play this ugly football that somehow scraps as a goal one way or another. I think you need him on the pitch. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. You made a justification. It's not getting slated as much as I thought it might in the comments, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but it's my team then. I think Ryan's going to come on here as well in the next few weeks as well, so he can... Good. Uh, yeah, he, he can justify his picks in future, but I don't see any problems with that. And it's interesting how we've all obviously stuck with Turner now. It's like we've had that, we've had that um, change. It, it's not worked. I know Fulham are very good, but it seems like Turner's had a good game last week. It's going to be very tough for him this week. But if he keeps, you know, a clean sheet or down to one, I think he'll be the the number one. And you you do need a solid number one, don't you? So I hope that does resolve itself in a positive way soon. Yeah, I mean, I would pick him again. I don't think there's any reason to drop him. I'm still not convinced he's going to cement the position long term, but then the Clodimos hasn't convinced either. So you've got to give him the opportunity. He did fine at Wolves, uh, as we discussed on Monday. A couple of other names, quickly, Mikey, before we um, go to that other formation. There's a couple of people mentioning, you know, Danilo was first sub on for Kuyate at Molyneux. He could play that more advanced midfield role. He hasn't quite hit the heights this season, but obviously he's he's been injured. He's played a couple of different roles and he's played in a team that's struggled. Are you still leaving him on the bench for this one or can you see a case for him coming into the eleven? No, I did consider it, if I'm honest. I, I absolutely did consider it. Um, but then my, my mind was taken back to how Dominguez did at home against Brentford. And I think that's what we need. But I wouldn't be averse to Danilo starting. <clears throat> I think he can probably do 60 minutes, maybe slightly more. Obviously, coming back from injury, I think he's trusted as well because we saw what he did last year, and I think Cooper trusts him, which is why he kind of bought him on and left all pretty much all the new signings out last week. So, wouldn't be averse to Danilo featuring in this match in some shape or form. And I think I was just looking at Greg's team, and before we articulate these thoughts, I thought that's that's madness. I can half see where where he's coming with it, with you know keeping the centre off busy, Romero. Wood could battle in for 60 minutes. Kind of get that. My, my only concern <clears throat> with it is around um, uh, breaking in behind. So Tottenham push very high up. And Chris Wood doesn't necessarily give you that threat like a Langer would if he was the first one. So if we've got no threat in behind, the game's going to get squeezed. Mm. And I don't, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. It's probably a bad thing because they'll just be on us all the time. But it might be really a good thing because you're going to contain everything within the middle third. So it's got pros and cons that, but I just think, um, I don't think I'd go that way to start with, but I can see us maybe doing that at some stage during the game, just to occupy their centre-offs a little bit. So mm. not necessarily one I considered, because I, I didn't even consider putting wood in, to be honest. But I, I I've, got a, um, I've got a question. Someone said at Wolves, I think we've had five different starting captains this season now. And I'm not sure who the captain is out of any of our teams. Is it Yates, Gibbs White? Yeah, I suppose. Yates, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's that's another one that we've got to get sorted in the long term, isn't it? You you do need your captain and you you play that you know starting every week, and it's just such a crazy one that that we've had five five at least I think this season. 
Uh, yeah, Warhol, Yates, Felipe, Gibbs, White. Uh, who else has worn it? Then probably, yeah, there is a fifth, I'm sure. Mm. But yeah, it needs to be a starter, doesn't it? Maybe you just give it to Gibbs, White, maybe Yates. It's a bit of a, can't really do that, though, because Yates, will be like, well, hang on a minute, I'm the vice captain, so I should yeah. wear it. But yeah, it's a fair point. Um, oh, uh, Greg Oram says Chris Wood's worn it. Uh, interesting. Um, it's a bit of a damning indictment, Greg, isn't it, that we're going through all these teams, all these pretty kind of desperate attacking scenarios, and none of us have got Divock Origi in the side. Doesn't say too much for his current standing, does it? Yeah, he's not, he's not done it at all yet, as he has not had the opportunities, but... There's nothing showing that he's going to get the opportunity. He needs to, to show something when he does come on for these last 10 minutes or when he's been given that. And a player of his quality, a player who's on the money he's on, uh, really has to start showing something for us. Or it doesn't take long to fans to say, what are we doing here? You know, next man up. Because uh, it's been a big outlay that has, you know. <laughs> He's got, he's got to start delivering one way or another if given the opportunity. And I'm sure with our lack of attacking options, if we need a striker to come on, it's obviously going to be him that's going to going to show it. So, yeah, strange one. Yeah. Uh, Serge Aurier, people are saying thank you for that in the comments. He did captain us in one game, didn't he, actually? Now I remember. Yeah, and then apparently Chris Wood put the uh, armband off him when he went uh, off. So, yeah, there you go. I'll just show the final one I did. Because there are people who are saying we should play a four at the back, like we did against Villa, and try and hit him behind their high line. So uh, the names are immaterial, I guess. I've just done this. You could play Turner in goal, Williams, Bolly, Murillo, Toffolo, and then a three of Sangare, Yates, Mangala. And like I say, the names are interchangeable. Uh, Gibbs, White, Elanga, Wood, uh, or it could be Origi. It could be Hudson Adoy. I really hate that shape, Mikey, because I think. We, we there's a potential we could win the game, but there's a potential we could be 4-0 down at half-time, game over. The Steve Cooper debate is probably beyond heightened, and if, you know, if he if he gets hammered in this game, that could be it. Um, I'm sure we'll reopen it on Monday. I can see it's going on in the comments even now, but I don't think we need to touch on it right now. But generally, that formation doesn't work for me because you could be out of the game after 20 minutes against his team of Spurs' style and calibre. What do you think about it? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's the, that's the issue, isn't it? You know, I said to you in our, in our WhatsApp group, do you know what I'm going to do on Thursday, Matt? I'm going to argue for a 4 3 3. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought there are so many pitfalls with this, not not even because of our really poor form and the fact that we don't know what a clean sheet is and Murillo's had 17 partners next to him all season. We don't know our best goalkeeper. You know, two of the midfield three that we spent a load of money on have just been dropped. You know, there are so many pitfalls. I think that if we see this on Friday, um, then we're losing the game and, we, and we're chasing so, so I'm hoping that we don't see this at all and we can stay with the five. And I also think, I also think, and this is where we're shooting ourselves in the foot, I think, as a club a little bit, and I, I will give you my opinion. If we're going to give the manager one game or two games or, or one game, then it, how, his mindset, how risk-averse is that going to be? Is, is Steve Cooper really going to start with that on Friday, knowing that if we get pumps 3 or 4 nil, then he's not doing anything the following day? You know, is it? Is is out on the door? I'm not sure he is. So I think it's just it's just it's just too risky. And if we were against a team other than Spurs, we know what Spurs can do. They're frightening, which is why I'm a bit bit worried about the game. Um, I love this. You know, if we were mid table, guys, honestly, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's have a go at them. Let's let's finish three two and just see if we can outscore them. But I just think where we are at the moment in our evolution, and the fact that there's lots of questions being asked at all levels of the football club. I just don't think, I just don't think he's going to go as as brazen and as as, as kind of wide open as this. Uh, I can't see it. And like I said, if, if he's going to play this, we're probably we're probably losing the game. There are some positives about it. You know, we'll, we'll have more chances than two or three playing like this. The problem is we might be two 0 down after ten minutes, Matt. That's the problem. Yeah, true. Someone says you can't drop Koyasi because there's too much favouritism to British players. I mean, we're replacing them with. A player from the Ivory Coast and a player from Argentina potentially. So there's nothing, uh, nothing in that. There's no favourites for British players. Quite a lot of our British players have been dropped this season as well by the manager. So uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that one personally. I'll take that team down. I mean, just before Greg, would you like to see us be more attacking? I know fans have wanted it this season, but in the the current scenario, do we have to go back to 20% possession and be that counter-attacking team? Who's probably the only Premier League identity that's really worked for us since we come back up. Yeah, because, I mean, with that four as well, I don't think Nico gets in. Um, yeah, it's just Spurs are too good a team to try and be attacking. Even I know that. <laughs> you can't go all out against a team like Spurs. So, you know, we beat Arsenal with way less, like something less than 20% possession, didn't we? No Forest fan cares at all how we play if we walk out Friday night and Evers is setting off the fireworks and we're all celebrating. So it just does not matter the, the situation we're in, the way uh, the situation Steve Cooper's in, everything. You know, you, you watch our odds going down. Uh, relegation, we're like fourth favourites now. We, we, we need to sort this out quickly and style of play is not the important factor in, in that at the minute. It's getting the results. And if we get the results ugly, then nobody's going to be moaning, I can promise you. Yeah, style of play is something you can afford early in the season. Yeah. When you're playing Sheffield United at home and playing, you know, Luton and Burnley and you think, 
oh, we, you know, we can beat these well with a bit of bit of pizzazz. But in the situation we're in, like you say, we're at that stage where results matter. And I don't massively care how we get them now. And uh, I still think this counter-attacking play can be exciting. You know, we scored counter-attacking goals against Arsenal and Man U. We scored this season. And obviously last season, our best goals were pretty much all counter-attacking goals, apart from Man City at home, which was the best of the bunch. But um, yeah, where are you at quickly on that, Mikey, in terms of style of play? Yeah, I, I, I agree. The um, this this one common denominator with that though, uh, with that Matt, is um, Tywo was in the team, and Tywo mm. was scoring him, and he was leading the line. We don't have him, so I kind of understand what some people are saying about it. I just think you need to pick and choose your times for us to be progressive. And I'm kind of with with Greg. You know, if if they bore me to death on Friday and we score one nil from a corner, I'll be the happiest person in the world leaving that ground. I just think that's where we're at at the moment. You know, our next game. Is I think it's Bournemouth at home, isn't it? Um, yeah. They're playing really, really well, but that's the game that we should be targeting to win. So I think the conversations around shape and front foot and pressing high at the pitch and being a bit more aggressive in general probably lends itself to that game more to this. I just think, don't underestimate Tottenham. They're, they're just ridiculously good. And I think if we open up, we could be out of, out of the game by quarter past eight. And I, and, I, mm. and I don't want that. That's not me being negative. It's just me being being honest. But I do think if we get a result here, it could snowball us because that'll be two undefeated. And then we're going into Bournemouth at home. And then I think we've got Man U and they're rubbish. We can have a go at them. And if anybody's watched them. So it, it's not all doom and gloom. It's just we're playing a really good team. So let's just not let's set up to be tight and try and nip the game. Because like you said, Matt, that is probably the only one identity that we've had since we got up that's clicked and worked. So at least the players, or the majority of players that were here last year, know what's expected. And that's what I'm expecting on, on Friday, a very similar performance of grit, of determination, stay in the game as long as you can and then try and nick it. Yeah, my news the next game I'm looking forward to after this. Because I think Bournemouth, I know you boys love XG stats, but Bournemouth are like second best XG scored uh, and fourth best conceded for the last six games and Solanke is statistically the most dangerous striker in the league in that period so yeah we'll get on to that um, but yeah that's a game that, that worries me but you, Mikey you're dead right you know if we can get a result in this game it can um, you know m- transform the mood certainly and I, I do think it is possible and I also think like you say this is our way to play without Taiwo uh, I think it's the only way really to play without Taiwo is to be sit deep and hit on the counter because we can't open up against teams because the ball's just not sticking. So, yeah, we've got to play that way. And then come January, which is not far away now, we can hopefully go out and buy a quality striker or two and uh, have a reset no matter uh, who the manager is. So, uh, yeah. Right. Any other thoughts on the game, Greg, before we uh, probably depart? Um, There's just some talk of getting Mullican tie right, wasn't there? I think that's a huge... uh... Huge start to the game. Uh, I loved the conspiracies knocking around last week about Sean Dyche managed to get it, uh, it stopped because he knew how important that made me laugh. But I'm sure there's nothing in that. But yeah, just, you know, everyone's going to be up for it. I, I hate fixture changes. I hate things like the blooming Newcastle game at half 12 on a boxing day. They never think of the fans. But if there is going to be a change and if we can all make it, I know I've got London mates that are going to struggle and it's a real pain in the backside, especially getting away after the game. 
uh, let's just make a massive night of it. You know, it could be special. It could be good. Just we've got to get that atmosphere going. It's been shown in little little sections so far, but I think Friday night could really be the one and start it well. Get Mullican tire belt in. Just get it going, and uh, yeah, we we can do this. We can, <laughs> especially at home. We we you know, I'm not I'm not feeling as negative as some people said I was earlier in the week. Good. I've not read the comments much today. They've gone off the rails a bit in the last 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't seem to be moderating very well, I must admit. I don't moderate them. <laughs> well, I, I block. I, well, the last bloke I blocked was a Derby fan, who I knew was a Derby fan. But, you know, people are generally uh, free to say what they want. I don't know why people are debating Steve Cooper now. I mean, you know, the games. <laughs> Yeah, we've got the game tomorrow. He's going to be manager, so we might as well just uh, we'll re- I will inevitably revisit that on Monday. I'm sure because it's the the constant topic, especially if we don't get a result. But if we do, it might uh, quell the calls for uh, a little while. Certainly, Mikey, any final thoughts on the game before we go? On what the game, kind of. Yeah, on, on the game, kind of, Matt. I, I was going to say, um, in terms of a replacement for Tyro, and I've banged on about this quite a lot. Um, I think it's it's a sad indictment of where we are when we discuss him playing midfielders up front because we don't have any faith or trust in the strikers that are his backup. Um, I think that needs to be addressed in January. The Luton striker, I can't pronounce his name, is Abby. Abby Carlton Morris. Back. No, the other one. The other one. The one. Who, oh, okay. I like Carlton Morris. You like the other one, don't you? Is that Adebayo? The one who uh, the one who scored when Warrell when he bullied Warrell. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one who bullied Warrell. Yeah, he. Um, we need somebody like him. And before people go, oh, get out of it. No, I'm not saying the finished article. I would rather have somebody that has that physical presence that the team can play around, that's quick, powerful, doesn't need to be the finished article, than get somebody in on 10 times as much money that hasn't done anything. I hope people understand what I'm saying by this. So we don't necessarily need to spend millions and millions of pounds to replace Tyler, although I'd love it if we did get the finished article. But I'd also equally love somebody that came in and with that profile that allows us to play the same way. He might not be, might be a bit rugged. But I'm just thinking something like him. Luton play around him and Carlton Morris. Like, imagine if they had Carlton Morris and him five or six years down the line that have been doing it for ages. That'd be amazing because that's the way they play. So what what you take one piece out of the jigsaw at Forex. <laughs> I've just seen the colour. <laughs> I would win the Grand National. You take one piece out of the jigsaw at Forest, and it fundamentally changes everything about it. Now that can't be allowed to happen. So if there's if there's one thing that, that we really need to focus on, is just to ensure that one player does not fundamentally change everything about this. You take Tyrell, we're totally different beasts, aren't we? It's great. What, what did I say the other week? We've bought forty-two players since we got promoted, and we rely so heavily on that one player. Yeah, it's, we need a pro- yeah, we need we need a profile of player like Taiwo, and I, I don't know. I mean, they're very hard to find these days. Someone said Keenan Davis in the comments. Obviously, Taiwo is a big upgrade on Keenan Davis, with all due respect. But players who are physically dominant and quick, and work the channels and score goals, you know, they're hard to find. The problem with Taiwo, Taiwo obviously, is he can't stay fit. So, yeah, that's the big challenge. And if they can nail it in January. And I don't think we'll have relegation worries, but it's a tough one. Someone, I mean, Jokeres, James mentioned in the comments, yeah, spot on, but he's going to cost, Sporting Lisbon is going to sell him for 40 million quid now, probably, because he's a, you know, they got him at the right time. We put, Maybe we or other Premier League clubs missed a trick in the summer by not getting someone like that. So, yeah, interesting time ahead. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss the transfer window 
uh, towards the end of the month, although our Christmas schedule is a bit restricted, obviously, because people will be eating and drinking too much. Uh, Greg, any other business, anything else you want to say before we do go? Um, I'm, am I allowed to talk about a band or is that... I went to see uh, Kukamora's last Saturday. Cracking Nottingham band. They're so good. I know I've mentioned them a few times, but uh, give them a Christmas present and download all their stuff on Spotify because they're great lads. And some of them are Forest fans. Some of them will be at the game on Friday. And uh, it was just a really, really good gig. And they've got good music as well. So if you hadn't heard of them before, go and check them out. But that's it from me. Mikey, anything you want to... Want to plug? Just plugging what you said earlier, Matt. The the interview you did yesterday with Kelvin Wilson, I found really intriguing. Um, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I thought he was quite open and honest. And some of the discussion points that you had for those that haven't seen it um, really intrigued me. I was I was quite glued glued to the screen watching it, especially when he was talking about um, players' mentality. Uh, you know, and he obviously mentioned the Joe Wallace situation and talk to all that through i just found it really really interesting so if you haven't seen that yet guys please please check it out because it's a really good one i thought good right uh, i think we shall leave it there thanks for everyone who has watched long 300 of you with us is very much uh, appreciated differing views which is fine maybe a bit too repetitive but from one person but uh, uh yeah that's all good uh, i try not to block people uh, so I'll keep that up as much as possible. Uh, not Simon Jones we're talking about. It. Some of you are going to say it's Simon Jones. It's not. It's all fine, whatever he wants to say. Uh, you know, argues his point well, so that's good. Right, do like and subscribe if you can. Uh, very much would appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow. Myself and Mark Southerns discussing the game about 15 minutes after the final whistle. So join us for that if you can. Uh, and then we are back on Monday with Gary, Greg, and uh, someone else reviewing the Spurs game in full. And then I'll put on Twitter our full Christmas plan or something like that. In the meantime, Greg, thank you very much. I enjoyed that. Come on, you Reds. Uh, yeah, indeed. Come on, you Reds. Uh, Mikey, thank you very much. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, everyone, for the comments on the jumpers. I think we'll win 1-0 if you want me to go on record. I, I don't know how. <laughs> Where's that it's... come from? <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> like, it, I've had a week of you in the WhatsApp group. and now We're losing 4-0. <laughs> We're losing 5-0. We're losing 6-0. <laughs> That Christmas jumper sent you mad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. I don't know. Hey, look, if we're going to win, we're going to nick it, are we? So I'm putting a pound on one nil now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I saw Mark on um, Black Box predicted two two, uh, which I would absolutely love. Uh, so anything like that, yeah, sounds good to me. But like I say, I am optimistic for this game, even though Spurs are. Um, yeah, a very good side. But uh, we shall see, and I think it'll be a tight game, and I don't think we'll get rolled over. But I'm not going to predict a 1-0 win. Right, uh, thanks very much, everyone. Uh, have a good day, and we'll be back tomorrow night uh, straight after the match. So join us for if you can, and have your say on whatever we witness. In the meantime, we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.